Thank you, Mike. Good morning. You guys are still frozen, aren't you? Come on. Hey, but you know what? You're here. There's a lot of people, and I was one of them. I was tempted to roll over, turn the alarm off, and go back to sleep. And Tammy said, Mark, you can't do that. So, I, but I love this weather. I'm just, I'm just going to be real honest. I know some of you guys hate this. You love the summer. You love it when it's 95. I like it when it's 25. This is good stuff. So thank you for being here. Um, it's that time of year, and we're going to just uh, we're gonna have some fun. Got a lot going on, like Mike said. This Thanksgiving thing, guys, this is coming up. And listen, let me tell you this, and this has been interesting as we've watched this thing grow. Uh, when we started off, our intentions were just to try to feed people that didn't have a meal. And, and we've done that. You've done that very well. If someone doesn't have a meal and you know them, if you can get them to us or if you can get us their information, we'll get the meal to them. We'll go pick them up and come can be family together. The thing that's been neat to me about it, one of the neatest things, I love feeding people, but there's people who don't necessarily need food. They need family. And you guys have become that family. And that is so amazing when you see people. We get calls saying, you guys come and got me last week. I want to I be there. They've got food. They just want family. So some of them don't have transportation. They can't get out. So thank you guys for doing that. It's what makes, it's what, that's the church. We, we talk about this a lot, and I've got to be careful. Or I'll be on a t- rabbit run here in a minute. This is a building. Man, that's church. When you go out and you, you pick up people and you love them and you, you become family and you just share with them, you break bread with them, I think that's what, when we talk about a New Testament church, that's really what it's all about. And I'm so excited to be a part of that. So I say that because the rest of the message, most of you are going to probably get mad at me. You're going to start throwing things at me. I don't know what you may do. And you may sit there and say, no, no, you're exactly right. So i got to jump in because we got, we got a lot to talk about. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of those messages. This is one of those messages. I did everything I could to get out of teaching us today I just didn't want to do it it's one I mean I'd, I'd say everything God this 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 in my mind I'm thinking I can't make this work this won't come together this will not work and he kept saying oh yes it will and and, and, and as I worked on it, I started realizing why I didn't want to do it because I kept as I worked on this I kept thinking Mark you're talking about yourself and it's painful so this one today may, may it may rattle a few of you it rattled me and I have to I'm really I'm telling you I've had to I've had to work on this um so let, let's just jump in. Let me, let me tell you, and I think every one of you needs to ask yourself a question today because this message re- applies to everybody in here today. And when I say that, I don't care if you're, if you're a seasoned follower of Christ, it applies to you. I don't care if you're a new convert and you've just accepted Christ, this message applies to you. I don't care if you don't even believe in Christ, this message applies to you. And by the way, we're thrilled you're here if you don't believe in Christ. We are really thrilled you're here. This is where you need to be. And, and you don't have to agree with me. Uh, if you hang around long enough, you will agree with me. You say, well, that's kind of vain. No, that's just the truth of the Scriptures. It's not me you're going to agree with. It's what's in this Bible that you'll ultimately agree with. But listen, but if you're here, we, we're thrilled you're here. But you've got to ask yourself this question. Or I think you do. I think you should. And at first it may not make much sense. But here's, here's the question is, is how or what is your attitude today? How or what is your attitude today? Heck, how's your attitude for, about life? And, and let me tell you, everybody in this room, every one of you has an attitude. Yes, you do. Trust me, everybody in this room has an attitude. It can be good. I'm not saying you have a bad attitude. Or it can be bad, or it can be kind of indifferent. But it, this is why this applies to everybody that walks in these doors today, and even those that don't walk in this door today, has an attitude. And I think we need to stop, and we need to think about our, our attitude and, and what it says about us. Come, You know what I'm talking about. You do. Listen, you know the first thing people usually see when we start talking and we're around people? They see our attitude. They see our attitude. And, and, and I'm telling you, this was hard for me because I have to really work on my attitude. I'm just, I'll go ahead and confess, and sometimes it, it, it gets out of, out of sorts. I kind of, this morning, I was kind of curious. So I came in this morning, and I, was, I, was, I just wanted to say, I came in with a really bad attitude. 
And because I, I want to see, and, and it was a, funny, I could see people's attitudes start turning. They started following mine. So we've got to be careful with their attitudes, but we've got to ask ourselves, what, what, what is our attitude? And, and here's what I've learned. Our attitude is the way we respond to situations. It's the way we respond to people or situations. So the moment I walk into any environment, it starts shaping and forming my environment or my attitude as well as it does yours. And our attitudes are usually based on several things. One is our, our, our beliefs. What, what's our belief system? Our values and our assumptions that we hold. That's what forms our attitudes. So, so think about this. Listen, you can't hide your attitude. Everybody sees it because this is, this is what it becomes obvious through our behavior. Your attitude starts showing. Listen, if you're by yourself, nobody's going to see your attitude. It's kind of like the tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it. Well, if there's nobody to see you, they're not going to know your attitude. But when you're around others, our attitudes become obvious as they observe what we're doing and how we do it. Some of you are going, I don't even think about my attitude. Well, you probably should because this is... This is, this is, this is, as I got to think about thought, this is pretty serious stuff. It, because this is, when I, when I walk into a room, you see my attitude. And we'll get to a little more why this is important in just a moment. But when I walk in this room, you know what my attitude is. Now, when I'm up here, my attitude is, I, I'm, I'm in, this is game day. Matt and I talk about this. When we get to walk up here and talk about Jesus, this is game day. And my attitude is kind of going through the ceiling right now. I want to tell you about the good news of Jesus. The problem is when I walk off this stage and I start getting confronted with the worldly problems around me because that shapes my, that shapes my attitude. My beliefs, my values, uh, just in general, that's what shapes and makes my values, my assumptions. All of that comes together and it starts to form my attitude. But listen, this is, this is what people see. This is what bothers me. This is what people see about me. When my attitude's bad, that's what people see. I, my thoughts, you can't see my thoughts. You, you, you have no idea what I'm thinking right now. I mean, I may be thinking some of you's clothes, your, your sweater really doesn't match. But that's irrelevant. You're never going to know that. But when, when my, my attitude starts showing in, in my actions, then, that man, that's glaring. And you're saying, well, I don't, I don't know why it's such a big deal. It's a, such a big deal because it's what other people see, so therefore it affects them. It affects them. So we've got to really be careful and, and watch our attitudes. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a reason why I think this is, one of, the, one of the many reasons I think this is so important. Actually, I'm going to give you a reason that Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, thinks this is important. And, and if there was ever a guy that could write on attitude, it would have been Paul. And we've talked about this. Paul, before the, kind of these scales fell off his eyes, Paul had a really bad attitude. He really didn't like people who were starting to follow Christ. So if anybody understood attitude and, and a bad attitude, and, and again goes back to what shapes it, our beliefs, it would have been Paul. Listen to what Paul wrote. And this is in Philippians. He's writing to the church in, in Philippi. And this is what he says in chapter 2, verse 5. And this is why I think you need to grasp hold of this. And this really helps me. He says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had i didn't want to preach this message i'll just apologize to you guys because at times my attitude doesn't look anything like that of jesus christ paul says listen we, we should have the same this is a guy that didn't like Je he was persecuting people that followed jesus and now he's going wait a minute wait a minute and you need to have the same attitude as that of jesus christ and if you're here today and you don't follow and you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you can't argue that if you would study the life of Jesus, whether you believe he's the Son of God is irrelevant in this statement and this statement alone. You can't argue that he didn't live a good life with a really good attitude. So we should have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now, 
Somebody's already gone. So you're saying, no, Jesus is the Son of God. You can, you can rest easy. I believe that. We talk about it. That's what we built this church on. But if you don't believe that, then you could still look at the life of Jesus and say, you know, I really ought to adopt his attitude because it was such a good attitude. Look at how he treated people. But, but look how he treated people that wasn't, were nothing like him. He treated them well. He had this amazing attitude. Let me, let me read this whole passage to you and think about this in light of the attitude that Jesus had. Philippians 2, we'll start in verse 1 and go through verse 11. Paul writing this, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to God, to the glory of God the Father. That's pretty powerful. You want to start shaping your attitude, and, and Paul says our attitude should be that of Jesus Christ. You, you should look at that because if you break this down, it's pretty interesting. This, let this kind of sink through as you develop your, what your attitude should look like on an ongoing basis. In verse 7, it said he made himself nothing. That speaks to no vanity, to humility. He made himself nothing. So what, what would that do to our attitudes all of a sudden? If we're nothing but everybody around us is more important and more valuable, it's pretty powerful. Then he goes on, he says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. That's called obedience. That's called obedience. Man, that would change our attitude if we would just become obedient. I mean, what if, I mean, if we really, our attitude's going to be like that of Jesus and we're obedient to him, that's got to change everything. Here's what's amazing. God rewarded Christ and said, listen, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name above every name. I think there's great reward to us when we, we find that attitude of Jesus. Ooh, we're getting quiet in here, guys, I can tell. Right, this, is, this is just good stuff. And, and then he, he goes on and says, and, and, and every knee would bow to Christ. That should be our response, and that should be what shapes our attitude. Wow. Because I, I, I have an attitude. Man, I do. All, everybody in this room has an attitude. And, and, and our attitude is kind of up and down, up and down. Have you ever noticed that? Up and down, up and down. They go all over the place. They do, and, and that, that's, that's confusing to me. I mean, that, that, really, that really is confusing. But Paul, I think what, here's what I've, I've come to understand. We allow our situations to determine our attitudes. You know it's true. Yeah, let, let, something, let something go. Let, let, let something happen bad today. Uh, it, it'll affect your attitude. Heck, I'll tell you something affecting your attitude right now. Do you know it's only like, what, 12 days till Thanksgiving? Man, it's, uh, so you ladies are going, and some of you men, i got to get the food, i got to get ready. I, and man, your attitude, you start getting stressed. I'm going to really stress you out 45 days till Christmas. Oh, yeah, I can see the tension. It just came up, the attitude. Oh, man, i got to be getting those lines. And then you're getting those lines, and the person in front of you, we've talked about this, they're sitting there, 37, 38, 39, oh, and they drop it, and they start all over. Man, you say, get out of my way. Look what it does to your attitude. But, but is, that, is that an attitude like that of Christ? I don't think so. 
Here, here's what I've learned. If, if, you're, if you allow your situation to determine your attitude, this, man, this is, man, this gets me. I mean, this is why I didn't want to preach this message, I'm telling you. If your situation's what determining your attitude, I don't know what my situation will be in 15 minutes from now. Do you? I don't. I mean, it could be good, so I mean, you know, I, maybe my, my attitude will be fantastic. The next thing I know, listen, our heat didn't work this morning. My attitude kind of did stink over there. I thought, people are going to be cold. And here's what I know. If people are cold, guess what happens to their attitudes? You get cranky. You, you do. You know it, man. You go, it's cold. We can't, so it changes our attitudes. It, it does. It affects us. So we allow our situations to determine our attitudes. But, but Paul had a better, better way of looking at this, I, I do believe. Our attitudes should not be determined by our situations, but by our Savior. Try that. Think about that. Now, come on. You want your situations to determine your attitude. Because if it does, you're going to go from here to here. I mean, and, and you're going gonna, gonna to get, you're going to wear yourselves out. I, I do it. I, I don't, I'm telling you guys, I, this is to me. Y'all can turn tune this out. This one's to me. Because situations, man, I'm thinking, oh, day's great. This, I'm, I'm up here and then tomorrow, you know, something I'm down here is terrible. But if my attitude is determined not by my situation, but my Savior, guess what happens to my attitude? It's unwavering. You can make me mad and I'm going to still love you. I mean, think about it. I, I've seen this. I mean, think about the situation, uh, Savior versus situation. I've seen this happen. Uh, he or she lose, loses their job, and, but they have this amazing attitude. Situation or Savior over situation. Because if, if it wasn't Savior, then your attitude would be based on, on that situation, and your attitude would start stinking. And if your attitude starts stinking, let's just, let's just stay with that thought. So I come home and tell my wife I've lost my job, and so my attitude stinks. So guess what? She starts going, well, you lazy bum, go get another one. And, and then both of our attitudes stink, and it, and it just snowballs. But if my attitude is based on my Savior, it's, you know what? I've lost my job, but he's got something better in store for me. There's something better on the horizon. I don't know what it is. But there's something coming. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Or maybe it's just I'm, I'm, it's a season he wants me to go through as I learn and I become more dependent on him. I can give you story after story after story. I've seen people lose loved ones. I've lost my father. I've lost my mother-in-law. I've lost some loved ones. And, and if it was the situation, and, and listen, don't, don't misunderstand. Don't confuse mourning and sorrow with, with, with attitude. But I've, I, but I've seen this, and I've seen people who lose loved ones that don't have Christ. And I know what they go through, and I see what happens to their attitudes. I've seen people that lose loved ones that have Christ, and while they mourn and they're sorrowful, their attitude is just rock solid because they have the attitude of Christ. That's what Paul's teaching. That's what he says, and I think it's so, so powerful that we, need to, we really do need to kind of latch on to that because you're entering into a holiday season, and as sure as I'm standing here, some of your attitudes are going to stink. When you start getting stressed out and, man, two days before Christmas and you hadn't found little Susie or little Billy's toy that they've got to have in your attitude, I mean, you'll, you'll knock people down to get to that. Oh, there it's gone. I'm telling you, saying, well, I don't know the big deal about attitudes. You may not, but the people you come in contact with do. Because let me tell you what the first thing they see is. Your attitude. Let me tell you where this gets really powerful. As a follower of Christ, they see our attitudes. If there's ever been a group that should have a good attitude, it's followers of Christ. I mean, really, think about it. We have no, we have no excuse to not have a rock-solid attitude. I, I, I'm telling you guys, I have wrestled with this. I did not want to teach this because I had to try to start making some excuses for my attitude. 
You ever done that? You don't need to respond because most of you would say no and then you would be telling a fib because we have to make excuses for our attitude. Well, but you don't understand. You guys don't understand why I have a bad attitude. Don't expect you to because it's on me that sometimes my attitude stinks because I don't have the attitude of Christ. I, I mean, let me tell you what really gives Paul's teaching some real backbone to it. Have you ever been in a situation where you, there was no light at the end of the tunnel? And you start, it's all doom and gloom. We've, most of us have been there. It builds, this happens, and then this happens, and it starts building on top of, and, and there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And, and it gets gloomy, and your attitude starts tanking. You can't, see, you can't see the light, and you're thinking, this is terrible. That's situation over Savior. That's what that is. That's situation over Savior. Because let me tell you, when you flip that and you go back to Savior over situation, if you were here last week, what we talked about, and, and it was really funny seeing the response on y'all's face if you were here last week when I made this statement. I said, God doesn't love you. God doesn't love you. He so loves you. He so lo- There is light at the end of the tunnel. I don't care how dark it looks. There is light because you are so loved. And that, the fact that I am so loved should really always, always, not some of the time, not part of the time, should always affect my attitude. Because regardless of how bad it is or how dark it looks, I know, I know at the end of the day, I know at that moment that I am not loved, I am so loved by God the Father. You want to talk about forming an attitude, that should give us an attitude. Now, not, not one of superiority, not, not one of pride, but, but an attitude of, my God loves me. I am so loved. Why, why, why should my attitude reflect anything other than, because I can tell you this, if people are looking at us, they're going to look at you regardless. If your attitude is that that stinks, they're going to say, I don't know what's wrong with that guy, but somebody's licked the red off their candy today. But as followers of Christ, I'm sitting there thinking, I am so loved. So think about it. If your attitude is formed by beliefs, and that's what, that's what Webster's tells us, your attitude is formed by beliefs, then think about it. I believe God so loved me. You don't talk about your attitudes formed on beliefs. So what do you believe? Do you believe you're so loved? Because if so, that should form your beliefs. That should be your belief system and help form your attitude. Your attitude is formed by your values. Okay, so God so loves me. And he said, I'm, Jesus says, I'm giving you a new command to love others. So my, my, you start to get the picture here, forming your attitude, your beliefs. God so loved me. My values, God so loved me. And he sent Jesus who gave me a new command that I should love others. There you go. That's what should be driving my, my, my attitude. And then, then it's the other thing that they tell us is our attitudes are formed by our assumptions. This is my favorite one. So if my attitude is formed by my assumptions and I start with the premise of I'm so loved and I'm called to love others, but, but then I go back and I think about John 3, 16, and God so loved me while I was still a broken, messed up, fallen sinner, then, then my assumptions are this, that God so loved me regardless of my situations. My attitude's getting better. My attitude's getting better. Yours should be. If, you, if, you, if you'll grab hold of this, if you'll buy into it, your, your attitude should, should automatically be coming up. Because I'm so loved regardless. I, I don't care what, the, what it looks like, what you say, well, I lost my job. I get that. I've lost a loved one. I get that. But you're so loved. And people say, well, but, but they, don't, they don't have a relationship with Christ. No, no, no. He loved you before. His son died before. So you could have this promise, so you could have this attitude of Christ. 
Let me tell you, let me, well, I'm doing okay here. I thought this might get a little long, but I'm going to get you out of here on time, at least by one. I'm not kidding. This is good stuff. No. Let me, let me as, we, as we go on through this a little bit, something, and I, I do believe this. I read a long time ago, I don't know if this is true or not, I would try it, but I, I'm not, that yawns are contagious. Have you ever been in a room with somebody yawning and you watch it and it just kind of goes around? You don't try it. Anybody got We won't. But yawns are contagious. Uh, there's, there's disease that are, that's contagious. And, and, you know, Matt, Matt, bless his heart, Matt sounds terrible this morning. They went out and raked leaves, and he's got congestion. And Matt and I always get together and pray. And we prayed at arm's length today. He said, Mark, I, I'm not going to get close to you. And I'm thinking, man, i got great faith. I'm going to get sick regardless. Come on in. But, but there's things that are contagious. Attitudes are absolutely contagious. Our attitudes are contagious. Man, and, and listen, you don't even have to touch somebody. You don't. Our, attitude, our attitudes are without a shadow of a doubt are contagious. And see, I think that can be positive, or I think that can be negative. And, and it's really, it's kind of interesting to me in the Scriptures. Uh, John recorded something that Jesus said. And this is pretty powerful, because you think about it. Here's what I believe. If you're in this room today, if you're in this room today, you are a carrier of an attitude. You're carrying an attitude, and it's contagious. So as I started thinking about it, I thought we, we can be one of two types of carriers. We, we can be the carrier of good or the carrier of bad. Jesus said it this way in John 10, 10. He said, the thief comes, this is your two choices. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. So when we're carrying this bad attitude, I think we're carrying the attitude that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I know, I know some of you are going, I don't buy that at all. Well, I do. I do, especially as a follower of Christ. If I've got this attitude that's just any less than I am so loved, then, then I'm, I'm going to steal somebody's joy. I mean, they're going to come around me and say, and he's a follower of Christ, and that's the best he's got? And please don't kid yourself. That's what people, they, they want to see that. They want to see us falling. They want to see us come in with this bad attitude. So they're no better than we are. They don't have, I'm happier than he is. I'm happier than he is. No. Now listen, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Christ said, <laughs> I come to give you this life and to give you it to the fullest. Isn't that, isn't that part? It's amazing. I come to give you life and give it to the full. Which, which do you want to spread? Which do you want to spread? I, I want to spread the life of fullness. I want people to see that in my attitude. Hey, listen, he, he walks with Christ, and look at that. He gets through the heartaches just fine. He handles the adversity with, 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 with the level head. It take, listen, I'm telling you, Savior over situation, it's the most amazing thing to me. When we put Savior instead of situation, it will change your life. It, it, it's, it's that simple. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a deep theological argument for that or doctrinal argument for it. I, it's just a fact. Savior over situation changes your life. Apply it. Every time think, okay, I'm so loved. Save, Savior versus I lost my situation. Man, I'm telling you. You're at, and your attitude starts evening out. And, and I'm, I've seen this. You guys have too, man. When I come home and something's kind of got me upset and my attitude's bad, guess what happens with my wife and I? We start, we start butting heads a little bit. And that's on me. I mean, she's fine. I mean, she's had a good day, and I come home, and I'm ill. And, and, and guess what the first thing she sees when I walk through the door? She don't look at my clothes and say, you don't match. She says, man, your attitude. All I have to do is open my mouth. And she hears it and she feels it and she sees it. And then she's hurt. And then it starts just spiraling and snowballing. It's, it's, it's scary. It's amazing. 
to what so really you you need to think as you go out today you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be a carrier you're gonna take this attitude out which one are you gonna take out one based on savior or one based on situation because the one on the savior will change the world you, you, you and i listen our, our, if it were up to us we would tank all of this we would, we would. I, I don't have any doubt about that. We would tank all of this. But when, when we start basing things on our Savior, it, it just changes everything. Here, here's the thing I've, I've learned from me. My attitude is a symptom. It's a symptom. It really is. It's a symptom of how I'm living. And I have to ask myself, am I living for Christ or am I living because of situation? Am I living for Christ, or am I living because of a situation? I want the answer to always be I'm living for Christ. But if I do that, I've got to bring my attitude up. Let me tell you, I've heard people say, well, but only rich people can have a good attitude. People with all the toys and all the power, that's the biggest nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Now, you can have all that and have a great attitude. You can, I get that. Now, if that's what your attitude's based on, it will be fleeting. It will not bring you joy. We've talked about that. But listen, I've, I've, some, of the, some of the people with the best attitude I've ever met were, were broke. They didn't have anything. Now, I've met some broke people that had the worst attitude I've ever been around, too. Attitude, it, it doesn't discriminate. What, discrimi what the discriminatory part of it is situation or Savior. But, but don't let your circumstance, I mean, listen, you can let your circumstances, well, I, I don't make as much as Bill or Cindy or Sue or Fred, I don't make as much of my attitude. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with your attitude. Nothing. Our, our attitude, based on our beliefs, our assumptions, and, and it, it's exhibited through our actions. People see it. And, and trust me, it is contagious. And if there's anything that should be contagious, if there's anything that really I want to be contagious, that I want people to get from me, is to know that I'm not loved. I am so loved. And my attitude, my attitude, that should just jump off the page. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Because when we let our situation determine it, people say, well, he, he's up and down like everybody. But when, when people see an attitude that's unwavering, then they got to say, why? Why is that? Because he, she goes through the same heartaches and the same problems as everybody else, but yet their attitude never wavers. It's because my attitude's based on my Savior, not my situation. Hey, I wish, wish I could tell you I did that well. I'll just confess as your pastor, man, I'm all over the place. I, I mean, I get up thinking this is awesome, and I tell you, I, I, this is the greatest job ever. But there's times my attitude just sucks, I'll just be honest with you. I, I mean, because it didn't go my way, and, and you guys didn't do what I thought you were going to do, and you didn't respond, you didn't like the message, you didn't support this, you didn't contribute, you didn't volunteer, and man, my attitude starts going, and then I think, wait a minute, Mark, that's none of your business. Savior over situation. Savior over situation. Then, then I catch myself and say, then, then it's embarrassing to me. I think that's really why they won't teach it, because it's embarrassing to have to stand up here and say, sometimes my attitude stinks, because that's embarrassing. Because you know what that shows? Lack of faith. Lack of faith. For me, now some of you, listen, you guys are so quiet. You, first service is never this quiet, man. Am I killing you or what? I mean, what, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. This is embarrassing. I'm, listen, I'm taking the heat. Y'all don't have to take this. I'm talking to me today. If, it, if it's relevant to you, then good. I'm talking to me. But that's embarrassing when, when all of a sudden my faith is so weak that I think I've got to have a bad attitude. So why, why, don't, why don't you do this, Mark? 
Satan loves this. He said, you, you get that bad attitude and take everybody down with you. You bring that church down, or I don't see you land them, man. Y'all are too active. There's nothing I think Satan would rather see than Matt and I just get this really negative attitude. I mean, can you imagine you coming through the front door and, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Good to see you. Hey, man, your clothes look terrible. Did you bother to brush your hair today? What were you thinking? Man, did you know I asked you to, and you, Satan would love that. But wouldn't it, it's just so much better when we say, man, by the way, let me remind you, you are so loved. We, and we try to do that in a number of ways. Man, when you are so loved that there's guys out there in the cold helping you find a parking space. You are so loved that there's, I've seen this, this blows me away. When I see people walking people to their cars because it's pouring down rain and they've got an umbrella, getting them, them and their kids to the car. Man, you are so loved that they'll get you to your car. You are so loved. This is what you can tell your friends. And you are so loved that, that, that God has called us to feed you on Thanksgiving Day. Man, it's embarrassing to me. For me, when I, when, when I, I get this negative attitude, because this is something else. I mean, this thing says I can do all things through him. Remember last week we talked about it? Jesus said, listen, you're going to do greater things. I'm going away and you're going to be able to do these amazing things. Not with a bad attitude. I can't do them with a bad attitude. People wouldn't be receptive if I tried. He's, and, then, and then we talked about this. This just kills me. I'm telling you, this hurts me. He says, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit in me. How in the world can I have any excuse to have anything other than a positive, Christ-like attitude? I mean, think about it. Seriously, I claim to be a follower of Christ. And as a follower of Christ, Paul said, <laughs> you should have the, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. I think what he's saying to me is, it, here's why it should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, because Christ has gone and sent the Holy Spirit who now resides in me. So my attitude, if I truly have the Holy Spirit, guess what? It's got a mirror of Jesus. It's got a mirror of Jesus. Somebody's going to come up, and I, I know this. This is the only thing that gives me hope is we're human and we're not perfect. But I'm just being honest with you. It's embarrassing to me when I stop and think about it, and I have to think, golly, why did that happen? Where did that come from? I'm so loved. How dare me do anything other than give that back? You, you can do, listen, you guys are really quiet today. Maybe you were cold and you just, you, you, you Trying to warm up. I don't know. But take, grab hold of that. And guess what? Here's what I love. Jesus died for me because you know why? He knew my attitude was going to stink sometimes. Doesn't give me a get out of jail free card. It hurts the body. It does. I think it hurts Christ. I, I'm big on obedience. I've said this a hundred times. Obedience over abilities anytime. Christ wants obedience. And, and, and if it's not very obedient when I have any attitude other than the one that would be Christ-like. So just think about it. Take that and wrestle with it a little bit today. You're heading into a season that's going to challenge everybody in here's attitude. But, but go out and be contagious. I'm telling you, I think that's positive. I think we can be positive with, with, with this. And go out and share an attitude. When things, when, when things are hectic and crazy and the last toy's gone, blow somebody away, have the last toy, and hand it to the person behind you. You're not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, right, Mark. It'd be you behind us right now. You never know. You never know.
Hey guys, I'm serious. This is this is this is this is this is. It seems kind of trivial, attitude, really. But but this is what got me. I thought if it's so trivial, if it's so trivial, why did a guy named Paul, who writes a whole big chunk of the New Testament, stop in the middle of a, in one of his letters? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was, was going to tell you this too. This gives us even more backbone. You, you're, you're at the end of the tunnel and there's no light. You know where Paul was when he wrote this letter? He was in prison. You want to bring something home. Now, you, I don't know. I've never been to prison. I've visited some people in prison, and that messed up my attitude. I can't imagine being incarcerated. Paul's incarcerated. You know why he's incarcerated? Because of Jesus. Now, you, come on. You, you want to tell me about your attitude? If there's anybody, but Paul says in the middle of this, he stops and says, wait a minute. Your attitude should be that the same as Jesus, and I'm in prison for him. That would stop me. When I, I started thinking, I thought, wait a minute, where was Paul when he wrote this? He's in prison. It's kind of crazy. So what are you going to do with your attitude? It's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah. Listen, people are going to see your attitudes. You can hide your thoughts. They're going to see your attitudes. I guarantee you. I promise you. So you'll have to decide. And listen, if you're here today and you're a follower of Christ, then this applies to you. You, you, you don't have a choice. You've got to wrestle with it. I have to wrestle with it. I have to wrestle with it. And guess what? I've learned from me. I'm speaking to me. I'll wrestle with it today. I'll get up tomorrow, and I will have to wrestle with it again. And Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to take Thursday off, so I won't wrestle with it Thursday. No, you get the point. Every day, it's not, it's not natural. It should be, but we have to wrestle with this. So I would tell you, if you're a follower of Christ today, then just pray that God give you that attitude. Help you to develop that, that solid attitude based on Savior, not situation. And if you're here today and you're not a follower of Christ, listen, I would tell you, and if, you have, if you're saying, Mark, I don't, I don't believe any of this Christ mess, yeah, just read about the life of Christ and base your attitude on that. I mean, listen, it's historical. His life is historical. And when you see a man that's that good, that's somebody you should want to model. I don't care what you believe. Now, I would tell you this, though. If, if you're here today, you're here for some reason. It may just be coffee. I don't know. I don't know why you're here today. But, but I would tell you to just, just come talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. I want to know why you don't believe, and I'll tell you why I do believe. And, and, and this is what we always tell people. There's somebody here today that's, that's right there. They're saying, yeah, I, I believe this. And the, the kind of the, the tenets that we believe you've got to grab hold of is, is real simple. It's, is we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I think you have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I think it's important that you believe. I think it's, 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 it's one of those tenets that Jesus was born of a virgin birth. He was born of a virgin birth. I think you've got to believe that he was falsely accused, crucified, crucified being dead on the cross. But on the third day, he walked out of the grave. It's called a resurrection. And that's where my hope comes from. That's what I believe, and that's what, that's what this is built on. And, and if you're there, and if you can believe that, then, then, then what you need to do is come together. And, and this is as simple to me as, as bowing your head and praying, Father, I am a sinner. I am broken. And today I come to you. I yield to you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. I give it all to you. I understand the price was paid on the cross. Today I am free. I am new. And I have been given a clean slate. And I have a new attitude. I accept you as my Savior. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Now you can look at it and it's Savior over situation. 
hang on to that, I'm telling you. Because I don't know what your, you don't know what your situation is going to be. I, if you do, come tell me because you may have the lottery numbers. If you can tell me what your situation is going to be in an hour or two hours or three hours, you don't. You don't know what your situation is going to be. But I can promise you this. I know who your Savior is, and He's unchanging and unwavering. His name is Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this amazing day when we can come together. When, and, and, and Father, forgive me. My attitude is less than. Man, so many times it's less than. And yet your love is always so much more. Regardless of how low my, my, bad my attitude gets, your love is that I was so loved you sent your son for me. So we thank you. I, I just pray that this church, that, that we're known for our attitude, and our attitude is one that's contagious, and it's contagious because we're unwavering in the circumstances that we go out and we proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. That we always look above and we're always above board. That our attitude is such that, hey, we'll get through this because we have Jesus Christ and we were so loved. So thank you. Thank you for sending your son who died on the cross while I was still broken so that I could become a new man and have a new attitude based on you, on Savior over situation. Walk with us. Be with us. Guide us in all that we do. For it's these things we pray. Amen.